Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I'm talking with my good friend Paul Hart. What is up, dude? What's going on, man? Ready for round two? <laughs> Ready for round two? Let's fucking do this shit. <laughs> ding, motherfucking ding. <laughs> yeah, that's fitting, too, because, um, okay, something that the listeners won't know is that, what, was it like a text message the next day or something after our recording, and you said something about... We didn't even get into oh, you being yeah. fucking something with wrestling or something. I'm like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck? How did that not come up? It was like a very deep, like, like I still owe you, like, fucking, I still owe you a copay for that therapy session, <laughs> which I still think is the greatest Stark episode of this year, especially more so than episode 19. Oh, just, just, <laughs> shots fired! No, no, just kidding, Brian. You have you have way more internet reach than I do, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, dude, that first one that you were on. Um, so we recorded that, and just a couple days later, I was talking with my mom and my my aunt out at um, my mom and dad's cabin, and I was relating that the button story that you had told, and all three of us were in tears. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. "Oh, you just gotta listen to it. It's so fucking touching." <laughs> it's it's a good one. It's yeah, that that's definitely a good one. Uh, I wish to say there was more uh, good stories like that lately, but shit, man, the school year has been tough as shit, man. Oh, we're yeah. in the we're in the trenches, man. It's uh, like all be roses, it, it's like right? it's like district wide. There's like there's like a mass exodus happening in Milwaukee. So many people put in their retirement papers this month oh it's no insane but yeah no fuck fuck that let's talk about some uh pro wrestling <laughs> let's, let's do that shit man um full disclosure <laughs> like i don't think i've ever really been into it like i i remember when i was a little kid oh. and like wwf was real popular um, yeah like one of my best friends at the time was super into it and so i kind of like you know, learned a little bit about it from him. Like I remember he had an ultimate warrior poster on his wall, <laughs> but I mean, that, that was about it. Like I, I never really knew anything about it and I don't really follow it today or anything. Yeah, no, I was so I like my grandma and her husband lived in the state of Washington and my dad was a Milwaukee fireman and he would like pool his vacation days and he would take like two months off in the summer. Like, I like they they quickly stopped that after like that summer, um, but uh, we went up to the state of Washington for like a month, and they didn't have cable or anything, but they had a brand new VCR, and this was like 1991, and literally down the block was like a VCR rental place. It wasn't Blockbuster. It was like Jim's Videos and Joe's Bait Shop, like all. <laughs> intertwined as one oh, you know yeah. get some night crawlers along with your fucking close encounters of the third kind uh <laughs> but fucking um and like pretty much the only like because vhs was kind of like everything was beta or not uh was it beta is that what it was called beta the uh the beta tapes yeah there was like beta max and vhs that both came out around the same time and vhs was the technology that succeeded yeah, but like at the time, everything at first was like in beta because I remember the only thing they had for VHS at this fucking bait shop was like all the WWF pay-per-views. Like they were getting them like the fucking next week. So like I fell in love with The Undertaker and um, Hulk Hogan, but then I fell out of it when I got because we didn't have cable, so I couldn't like watch Raw 
because I think Raw came out in 93, so I kind of fell off of it then. And we got cable in 98, and that's when uh, the WWF at the time started their Attitude Era. And I remember, like, I was a, I was a freshman in high school and seeing this motherfucker named Stone Cold Steve Austin fucking stun, like, give, like, kick his boss in the stomach, lay him out, and, like, just fucking, like, give him the middle finger all the time. Like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, this is crazy. And then there was a group called uh, Degeneration X with, um, you know, Triple H and X Pac and all them, and they'd go around and they'd tell you to suck it and. You know, <laughs> they, they do were a just little so, X thing with like the home yeah. motion, right? See, yeah. I like remembering these things from people in high school that were into it, but I was always on the outside. <laughs> yeah, like, and it was a huge thing because, like, you had the big Monday Night War between you know uh, uh, Ted Turner's uh, WCW. Like, you had the Monday Night War. Like, at the same time, you could watch like fucking you know, like Nitro and Raw. You, you could switch in between channels. Like, it was the best time to be a wrestling fan. Because he had two companies competing against each other, and they were bringing out the best out of everything, you know. So like it was a real fun time, and that's when the WWE started going like Jerry Springer style, like they made it more realistic. My cat's being a fucking psychopath <laughs> right now, dude. That's awesome. She's fucking nuts, man. Um, <laughs> no, like, and it it just felt more authentic, like, you know, especially when you're high school, you want to be the rebel, like, you, the WWE offered so many fucking rebels for you to cheer for, like, you know, they get to hit people with chairs, like, it's fucking cool, you know, like, it didn't feel like the kitty Hulk Hogan saying your prayers, take your vitamins, you know, like, like, the stakes felt real, they felt high, which you don't really get now, because you just get two guys that beat the fuck out of each other in a UFC cage, <laughs> what the fuck is that man like is that a fun job to go to the ufc <laughs> fuck <laughs> those guys seem to enjoy it <laughs> i mean ladies. like i think it was nick swartz and he's like he's like what do you say to like a ufc fighter like have a good day at work like no right it's gonna be fucking brutal <laughs> there's gonna be no fun about it but no like like the wrestling at the time it was just it was a it was a fun escape you know to like live vicariously through you know, and then, like, you start wearing the wrestling shirts to school. We had a cool wrestling shop down here called Hero Sports Page that had, like, all the action figures. And every once in a while, they'd have, like, Doink the Clown signing autographs along, like, the fucking Bushwhackers, if you remember who those guys were. The fucking Australian guys that just, like, kept showing their armpits all the time. But they'd have guys like that there. <laughs> this is all Greek to me, but I'm digging it, so go on. <laughs> Yeah, so so they, you know, they'd have it, you know, they'd have them there, and then you get like a really cool wrestling shirt, and you wear it to high school, and you get like the guys like, oh, you like the fucking rock, like, yeah, wearing a shirt, it's pretty, it's a, it's a pretty serious commitment to a fan base, wearing his fucking <laughs> face on my chest. <laughs> I literally have a picture of another dude on my back. Say I'm a fan. Uh, <laughs> oh, you like him no i'm just wearing the fucking t-shirt yeah i'm just wearing like something that says do you smell what i'm cooking like <laughs> you know what i mean i think it's pretty i think it's pretty obvious but whatever so i became really good friends with guys from high school and uh we became uh yarders which is backyard wrestling 
You okay, know. now I've seen fucking footage of some of that shit with people oh, like body man. slamming each other into like a, a box of fucking tacks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, dude. Like every weekend, like because I worked at the restaurant, I was just a humble cake cutter. We'd save up our paychecks and we'd run to like fucking Home Depot and get like the fluorescent light tubes and fucking <laughs> no you know, way. Like, like pieces of plywood and like the seesaws to put them on so we can like go through them and, you know, like the fucking <laughs> Do you tacks. Have footage of you doing this. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Please put that on Facebook. <laughs> okay, we. I mean, we went like we we have like character develop. We have weekly fucking shows, man. In this dude's backyard, his brother-in-law worked at a fucking mattress store, and at the end of every month, they get rid of inventory. So we had like eight. We had like two to three fucking like mattresses that we just laid in the back of this yard, and we put like tarps over. You know, we had, like, a shed back there that we put, like, fucking, like, work lights on and black lights and bought a fog machine to have, like, our little fucking entrance, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, like, we were fucking, we were fucking geeks, man. So how old were you when this was going down? I was, uh, I was a sophomore in high school. Wow, that's awesome, dude. I was a sophomore in high school, and we, you know, we watched the stuff, like, there, I mean, there was there was quite a few injuries. Like, I definitely got concussed a couple times, getting hit with like a fucking. I think the first time was a garbage can fucking lid, like of a steel garbage can. I got nailed with one of those. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, like we said it was gonna happen, and you know, like I didn't put the hands up or whatever, and uh, I got like power bombed where like a guy like lifts you up. It's almost like you're sitting on his shoulders, and he like throws you on your back. Off of a picnic table through, like, plywood, but instead of hitting the plywood, I hit, like, the fucking wooden seesaw or, like, horse <laughs> that was holding it. Like, fuck, dude. Got the back of my head. That shit hurt. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to laugh because you're here alive talking to me about it. <laughs> one fucking night, we didn't have the seesaws, but, like, um, there was a bar around the corner, and we ran, and we're like, dude, do you have any empty kegs? Like, we'll give you, like, 20 fucking bucks. And he's like, just fucking take them. So we use those to set up the fucking like uh, wood that we could go through. And one got kicked and I got like this dude that did it with us. He's like a fucking like judo champion. He like judo tossed my ass and I went just crack. Like you can hear it on the fucking video of just the back of my head just smacking against this keg. Mm. And we had to like stop right there. I got like 25 fucking stitches in the back of my head. No shit. I swear to fucking God, man. And the guy that that bled like a motherfucker. Oh, dude, man. Like, and my mom, my mom and dad didn't know we were doing it at the time. Like we had the fucking, (laughs) we had the Hyundai Elantra. Like, oh, dude, man, getting blood out of that upholstery was fucking awful. Dude, head wounds bleed really bad. Because we didn't even think about it. We just jumped in the car and we got, like, we're in the fucking ER for like six hours. And we get back to the car. We're like, oh, fuck, dude. It looks like. It looks like we need fucking CSI come fucking investigate, (laughs) dude. You know, thank God for like pleather and like, you know, (laughs) that kind of shit, man. Thank God. (laughs) Fucking amazing. Uh, No. And then like we just kind of like kept into it. We, you know, we get like a lot of people that would come watch us. And then when we were graduating high school, my buddy John and I were like, oh, fuck, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a year off. And he's like, you know, like, I read about this uh, wrestling company in Milwaukee that does training. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So we fucking looked into it. Um, 
and you know, it was a, it was an independent wrestling promotion. So they'd go to like, when I was doing at the time, their main venue, you want to call it was a bowling alley. They'd use the banquet room every other Friday. And so we signed up. It was like a grand to fucking do it. You know, I was fucking 18. I thought I was going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And mind you, in high school, I was a skinny motherfucker. I was like, a, <laughs> I was on the wrestling team, like the actual real wrestling team. And I wrestled at 112 pounds. Oh, my God. I was going to ask how big you were. Yeah. So I was 12. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And I'm 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 two. I'm two twelve now. So. I literally ate my high school self. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a skinny fucking shit. And, you know, we sign up and, you know, like, uh, you know, we do training. And what training consists of is, first off, uh, you have to assemble the ring. You know, and, like, the guy that ran it, um, he was, like, a WWE guy or, you know, like, he... Jake Elliott will know this. He was a jobber. Like he would, he, his job was just to lose. Like he would never win a match. He was just there to make like the guys look good. He would always fucking lose, you know? Okay. And he wasn't in the company that long, but, uh, you know, he started his own promotion in, 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 uh, Milwaukee. Um, yeah. Uh, he started his own promotion and, you know, he would train wrestlers or aspiring wrestlers, you know, we paid our money, which was definitely a lot at that time. Now I think about it. What a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so like you, you got to assemble the ring and like a wrestling ring is fucking, it takes hours to fucking build even with like an experienced crew. But you know, it's like all about paying your dues, paying your dues. And then the time comes and they bring out like the roster, the guys that actually do this for a living, you know, and like the lead guy who was fucking, fucking awesome. Uh, you know, his name is Matt. I don't want to use like too many names and stuff. Cause like, or the name of the company. Cause if anyone hears this, they might want to beat my ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's like a CD underworld, but no, it was, uh, it was a uh, Bruce city wrestling and it was run by Frank DeFalco. I mean, you know, like he, he, he loves his wrestling. He fucking loves wrestling so much. It was great. Um, so, you know, we do training and this guy, the lead trainer is like their, you know, is, he's like their biggest star. Like, so you want to be trained by their best guy. And you definitely got that. And like, the, you know, we get there. I got my high school wrestling shoes on and gym shorts and, you know, a shirt, obviously. And the, you know, they're like, all right, you're going to run the ropes. And you're like, oh, fuck, this is going to be easy. One of the hardest fucking things I ever done, like just. They make it look so easy, like just like hitting those ropes and fucking running, you know, like they just bounce off them. Dude, that was like the most painful thing of my fucking life. Because you, you run full force at these ropes and they hardly give. So when you do it the first time, it's like running into a fucking wall. <laughs> oh, is that like the move where you run into it and it like springs you off of it or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, like someone just whips you into the ropes, you hit it, you come back and they like try to hit you. But like, you know, you, you got to run into it and you're trying to go as fast as you can. So you're running as fast as you can in between the ropes and you're dying. It's like a fucking endurance trial. You're dead just on the second time before you hit the ropes. You know, the key is to take as many little like as many as little steps as you can. 
like you take like a big like leap or you take a big step, but you don't want to like step like five or more times in between a run. And man, that first day, that's all we did. And I remember getting, getting off and taking off my shirt and it fucking stuck to my side. Cause you hit it with uh, your armpit and like uh, your hip almost. And my shirt sticking, man, I'm fucking like bleeding with like these huge blisters on oh, my shit. side. And just fucking bruised, like, all the way to, like, my fucking nipples and shit. Yeah, I said nipples. Whatever. Like, just fucking <laughs> bruises. You know, like, so we do that, and then uh, he comes out, Matt comes out, he's like, okay, it's time to take a bump. And a bump is, you. it's literally that. You fucking, you, like, you pretty much do a trust fail, but you, like, it's almost like you're sitting on a chair, but there's not a chair there. And you throw yourself back. And you got to keep your chin tucked in and you throw your arms down to kind of like prevent, you know, not prevent the fall. But like you're you're like fucking throwing yourself on your back and everyone's like, oh, it's a wrestling ring. It's fake. No, 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 no. That is like fucking that's like a hundred two by fours with like a fucking fleece blanket and then like a fucking canvas mat. There's not much give there. Like it fucking hurts, especially when you have like no meat on your bones, you know, and the key is, is you know, you know, it's like, get your hips out. And Matt, the trainer's like, not only am I going to have you guys great at wrestling, I'm going to have you fucking assholes great at fucking pop those hips out. Fuck the air. Fuck the air. And you're like, <laughs> what is this? Where am I right now? <laughs> you know, you're fucking, you know, and then you stay for the shows and you kind of, you don't work as security, but you make sure like the people that are there for bowling aren't fucking sneaking in to watch the shows and they'd always put on a good show, you know, like, so, you know, you're training, you're training, uh, and it's getting harder and harder each time. Cause you're actually learning. You're not just learning the moves, but you're learning like the fucking psychology of like wrestling. Cause I mean, it's a fucking art form. Like you kind of, you can like, you know, like if you really want, you can sit, you know, you can like go over everything, but like, a lot of the great people, a lot of the people that are great at like pro wrestling, at least from what I've witnessed, like they can just look at each other in the back and be like, all right, like let's have a good match. Like they won't even fucking talk about doing anything. They just go with the flow. Like they go with like how the crowd's feeling. They fucking go with like the momentum that's happening. Like they just fucking know how to read each other. Like it's a fucking thing of beauty. Like especially when you get to see like. You know, like when you're learning about it and then you get to see like two of the best, at least that you're with, like are just fucking putting on like a clinic and they got like fucking, you know, a hundred people just like eating out of the palm of their hands. Like they don't even know these people and like they're, you know, they want one guy to die and they want the other guy to like fucking fuck their wife. It's crazy. It's crazy. The amount of adrenaline that goes through these fucking shows, like, you know, like it's so much more than just like, oh, yeah, like we're just going to go you know, flip around. Like there's so much that went into it. That was great. Like, you know, the psychology, knowing like when to finish up a match, like all that shit. It was really fucking interesting. Really fucking interesting. Yeah. That's always been one of those things where even though I wasn't into it, like I understood enough of what went on in it that like, like I understood that it wasn't real in that, you know, people weren't, full on punching each other in the face and shit like that. But it is real in that those people are real fucking athletes and they're tough as shit to put themselves through all that. And then when you add the performance aspect into it too, you know, they're doing acting and all that. And 
Yeah, it's like it's it's never been anything that I've been into, but I have a lot of respect for the people that can like do it at a high level because that's it looks fucking tough. Yeah. Oh, it's I mean it's fucking crazy. And then so I didn't even get to the best. So you get hazed as a as um you as a rookie, but what the the term is they call them greenhorns, which I'm sure you know the term. If you've yeah. ever watched like fucking Deadliest Catch, or, yeah, I was just gonna um, say it immediately made me think of Deadliest Catch, like Sig Hansen and shit. <laughs> 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 no, so like I'm a greenhorn, and you know, like you got to pay your fucking dues, just like anything. Like I mean, wrestling, like I said, it's a lost art. There are people that take it very fucking serious, you know, like. You know, I mean, they take it super fucking, you know, it's something that they're getting paid to do. They want it to be as respectable as it can be. So they're going to try to weed out all the fucking people that just think they're going to be, you know, like for shits and giggles. So one of one of the big hazing things is after you like the training sessions were about five hours, five hours of just work of just learning fucking everything, taking hits and then sitting down and talking psychology with, you know, a guy who's great at psychology, you know, like, like learning how to be like a referee for a match, um, you know, like a manager and all that shit. You, you, you would just get everything, you know, and of course, like you'd have to take time to stop and puke because they were just relentless, you know. <laughs> um, but I'll never forget we had this show and they had a big name, a huge big name guy, at least for independent wrestling. His name was Steve Corono. And he's the uh, the king of old school. He he was there, and it was great fucking talking to him. So they say all the new, they say all the greenhorns get in the corner, and you know I'm first. I get in the corner. I'm like, what the fuck's gonna happen? All of a sudden, the entire roster, which is about thirty guys, thirty fucking guys, they make a line, like fucking kitty corner to me. And one guy comes up behind and grabs my grabs my arms against the ropes, and he's like, "Welcome to wrestling." And I got chopped by all 30 guys, which a chop is you take your hand and you slap the shit out of your opponent's chest when they're in the corner. Like, it fucking hurts as hell. The crowd goes like, woo. <laughs> so you get 30 guys. And these are like 30 fucking big, brawny, fucking shirtless bear fighter motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, this is Wisconsin independent wrestling. You're going to get some corn fed fucking cheese fed guys that just want to hit stuff. So for thir- it took about five minutes, man. My chest was black and blue for about three weeks Ooh. and they did it to everybody. <laughs> three guys quit that day. Three guys fucking quit that day. Like it was in, and, and after that, it's really fucking cool. They take you to the bar afterwards. Like, yeah, dude, man, you fucking, you know, we gave you like our hardest fucking hits. Like it was, it was really fucking cool. Like you really start to like create these really cool relationships with these guys. <clears throat> so, uh, that was definitely like the toughest part was just getting your chest like caved in. Cause like I said, I was like 112 soaking wet at the time. Like, fuck that shit fucking hurt. Um, but then, uh, you know, I was doing that for about seven months, and then I got to be, like, a referee. I actually got to go out with the crowd and, like, fucking, you know, like, work a match. And I got to see, like, you know, tag teams and fucking all types of shit. And we got to do fun little angles where I'd get, like, knocked out or I'd get, like, kicked in the face. And, like, I'd another ref would come in and give the titles to somebody else. I'd be like, no, 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 disqualification. The titles go back to the bad guys. You know, shit like that. 
which was a lot of fucking fun. And it started working up to where I was going to actually going to get in the ring. You know, <laughs> it's just fucking crazy. You know, uh, and, and and the best way for a new guy to go in is, is like in a battle royale where you just have everybody in the fucking ring to start off with. And the winner is the last person in the ring. You throw everybody out. I remember doing it. And since I worked at Genesis, my name was Genesis. Because we were one of the sponsors. He suckered us into paying for that, <laughs> for his sponsorship, too. <laughs> He's getting my training fees and then my restaurant to pay a sponsorship fee. Oh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> so I do, I do a battle royale, and I come out, like, in fucking, like, uh, you know, like, biker shorts and a fucking Lucha Libre mask on. <laughs> and this is Wisconsin, man. Crowds will fucking tell you what the fuck, to, you know, like, <clears throat> they weren't feeling me. They weren't feeling me at all. 112 pound ginger with a Libra mask on. They were literally chanting, you need steroids. They were literally <laughs> chanting, you need steroids. <laughs> you need steroids. Like, eat a cheeseburger. Like, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> at least they didn't put and a lawn gnome hat on you. No, no. But, but the great thing is, is my friend who, like, my high school friend, he's with me every step of the way. He gets put as a cowboy angle with like another guy, like they wear cowboy hats. Well, this was 2005. Yeah. And the movie at the time was broke back mountain. <laughs> so he's got a crowd of like a hundred drunk Wisconsin guys yelling broke back mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. So, I kind of ended up just being the referee and I was going to do like uh, some uh, some manager work where I was going to I was going to be a manager of a of like a of an African-American tag team. And my name was going to be Ritz Cadillac because I was the fanciest of all crackers. (laughs) 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 Holy shit. <laughs> did you come up with that? <laughs> I, I did. I did. I came up with the name. I didn't come up with the idea. You know, because be, because the guy that it was it was a different federation. He's like, you know, like uh we need we need like a good he's like he's like, you know, he's like, I think you would be really good at pissing off a crowd. I'm like, okay. He's like, I think I want like a little skinny white guy to be the manager of like two giant, awesome, like powerful black guys. And you being like the guy that's like, I'm just in it for my money, you know, like walking around, like, like, I think I'm a gangster. Like they even got me like one of those belt buckles that you can program, like, you know, like to make it look like a digital led. (laughs) And it's like Ritz Cadillac number one and shit like that. Like, (laughs) you know, with the chain and everything. Yeah, it's this was 2005, okay? Like, I didn't believe in any of the character. Like, you know, I wanted to go out there and I wanted to get people pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to enjoy the experience, you know? It was the be- you know, it was the best offer I was getting. <laughs> it was a lot better than wanting to be the good guy and being told you need steroids. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, then actually kind of getting what you want out of the crowd. Like, but that never actually happened. Because at that time, my dad died. Like, we did, like, one thing with it as Ritz Cadillac. The fucking... 
I was pretty proud of that name, the fanciest of all crackers. It is very good. Yeah, I, I was pretty proud of that. I I was pretty proud of that. Even the guys like, God damn. So <laughs> so Eric Wade, I fi- I did name something good. Okay, so fuck off with your <laughs> podcast <laughs> name. <laughs> he said something like his prediction for 2018 was my titles would have the most syllables. <laughs> yes, I remember I'm that. Like, can't argue with that. that, 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 that <laughs> I think I bet on that prediction. <laughs> that astute son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I love Eric, man. He's fucking awesome. He is. He's, fucking he's such great. a good guy, man. He's fucking awesome. He's good on every uh, fucking podcast he's on too. I, he every time I hear him on one, it's like as much as much as people, you know, the joke is to like bag on Eric Wade. Every time he's on an episode, I'm like, he's gonna have awesome insights. He's gonna say smart shit, and he's entertaining to listen to. I fucking love Eric Wade. <laughs> I really do. Oh yeah, and I wasn't like being serious. I was just giving. Oh the guy no, a I know. <laughs> fucking no, he's like, and and I love the fact that like he's pretty much like the new member of the supercast. Uh yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that Athena Finger episode. Holy fuck. Yeah. How was cool that not was that? Insane? Jesus was. Christ. That was fucking awesome. Uh no, Eric, I love you. I can't wait for you to come on all of my eighteen syllable. Title podcast. Uh, no, so yeah, back to fucking wrestling. Um, I I like I, I I dropped off when my dad passed away. I just stopped, but during that time, I did a lot of refereeing, and I got into this really fun gimmick. We had a little person that was a wrestler, and his name was Shortstack. That was his wrestling name. Um, <laughs> stop. Um, so he he was the good guy. He always get beat up by the big guys. Like he always had the spot where this guy would come out and just like tie like a fucking uh, dog chain on him and drag him around the arena and get everybody feeling bad for him. Like it was fucking crazy. Right. And uh, his name was Dylan. He was really fucking cool. I, I did a lot of his matches, you know, he's really fucking nice guy. And all of a sudden um, he gets a call from Connecticut, which is where WWE is based off of. They're like, we saw one of your tapes. We'd love you to join the big show. And this is the little guy. This is the little, you know, like, you know, it's the little person. Uh, Dylan, I think he was like three. Like he was, you know, uh, how tall did he say he was? But um, anyways, he ended up, uh, they hired him and he got this role. His name was Hornswoggle. Like he was with the company for years. And his, uh, there was this guy named Fit Finley. He was Irish. And he was a bad guy. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like he, he, he's getting beat. And this fucking little leprechaun comes out from underneath the, the ring and just starts hitting this, you know, his opponent with like a fucking stick. Uh-huh. Like that's Dylan. That's fucking nice. Dylan. He went from short, he went from short stack to horn swoggle the leprechaun. And like <laughs> he was pretty in, cool to see. He was involved in some huge storylines. They had this one like that Vince McMahon had an illegit like a illegitimate son, and it was revealed to be Dylan. You know, like he had huge exposure. Like, so it was really fucking cool to see, you know, like a guy that cool and to actually know him get called up to like the big show and be successful for like God, I think it was like from two thousand and six to like a couple of years ago that he got let go. Cause I honestly 
I kind of fell off of wrestling. Like I haven't watched it in fucking forever. I mean, I talked to Jake about it, but like to actually sit down and watch it weekly, that's been years, man. So I don't know too much of what's happening now, but it's definitely a very, it's an interesting world. It's a very unique world to be in the pro wrestling, especially the independent scene. You get to meet a lot of cool personalities, and it was definitely some amazing experiences that I will always carry with me. It was just a lot of fucking fun. A uh, lot of fun doing it. You know, got to got to have some cool uh, battle scars for a while with the fucking caved-in chest. And, and yeah, it was. I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I guess I'm kind of glad it didn't work out, you know? I don't think I'd be fucking selling out like Madison Square Garden as Ritz Cadillac. <laughs> I, I fucking love that name, dude. <laughs> <laughs> a, sometimes on these episodes, I'm like, okay, what? What is the subtitle going to be? <laughs> this, this one's an easy one. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it was, you know, I, I think we said my my intro music was going to be Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to be the guy, you know, because you get people that, like, a lot of the managers, their job is just to piss you off. Is just to get you to cheer for the good guys, you know. You know, you think about like the great ones like Bobby the Brain Heenan, like they could work a fucking crowd. Like it was ah, uh, that part is really cool. You know, like just the psychology of trying to like find a way to get people to relate to you, to cheer for you. And you got like ten minutes to do it, or get people to just fucking hate you for ten minutes without knowing a thing about you. And then you get to go in the back and leave for the night and be somebody completely else. You get to like be somebody else for like fucking 10 minutes a night. Like it's fucking cool. I remember listening to a, I think it was a fat man on Batman episode a long time ago where he had, uh, uh, his name Chris Jericho. Oh, fucking Jericho, man. I'm a Jericho. Okay. Yeah. He had Kevin Smith was talking to that guy. And so he was a villain then, right? Oh, yeah, he's Chris okay. Jericho is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, he was talking about how like that he did such a good job convincing people to hate him that like he had to have security escort him out to his car and shit just because fans would fuck with him. Because I guess there was some instance where his like car got mobbed or something like that after some oh, yeah. show. Or... Yeah, and he fucking like he had to defend himself. Like there's video of like him punching a fan in the face. It got intense, man. Okay, that that must have been what they were talking about then. Yeah, like oh, like wow. he did this. He did this fucking thing where like he he has a rock band called Fozzy. So he'll come and go whenever he wants. He's just such a big name that I think Vince just lets him do whatever he wants. And there was this one time they really hyped his appearance, and he came he came back. And he had this fucking cool jacket and he didn't say a word. He didn't say a fucking word. He went in the ring and he was like hamming up the crowd. He was getting in the cheer. And then he just changed like one thing about like his face that you could just instantly tell like, oh shit, he's not what he says he is. And like he, he just, he was able to make the crowd love him and then fucking like question everything, like to stop cheering him and kind of like start to boo him without saying a fucking word. Just by just by raising his arms in the ring, like without saying a fucking word, he worked this crowd to go from like love to hate. It was fucking and it was fucking insane, man. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, like there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff that goes into like making an awesome wrestler. I mean, just like any job, you know, like you got to have all that stuff. You got the it factor. You have to have charisma. You know, you have to know what you're doing inside the ring. You know, which is the crazy part because you're 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 actually putting somebody else's life in your hands in that ring forever long you're in there. You know, like you have to give complete trust to who because the smallest thing. I mean, you could have a fucking broken neck. Oh yeah, which is just just like one mistake or one miscue, and like someone could be dead in the fucking ring. You know, so like it's just there's so much that goes into a good wrestler and like a good wrestling show that it was so cool to be a part of that and see all the inner workings. But yeah, Chris Jericho is the fucking man. <laughs> he, uh, when he debuted in the WWE, I was at that show where he interrupted the rock and it was fucking insane. That was 99. That was on my birthday, August 9th, 1999. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> wow. That's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, it was, because I remember, like, they made a big deal, it, it, it was around the time that, like, the, like uh, we were getting ready for Y2K, and all of a sudden, there'd be, like, this countdown clock that would come on Raw, it'd be, like, the countdown to the new millennium, and you're like, wait, that says 500 hours, like, it's fucking, it's June, this is gonna happen before Y2K, what's happening, and, you know, every week, the clock's getting shorter and shorter, and then it happens, it happens in that arena where you're like, wait, 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 this is fucking happening right now. Like, who is it? Who is it? And you're why you've been watching WCW, you know, who Chris Jericho is any fucking Chris Jericho is in a WWE arena. You're like, Oh man. Like it was just one of those big moments where I'm like, I want to do this. Like, I like the thrill of this. Like that was one of the things that made me want to be a wrestler was that night in that arena. Oh, that's cool. Those yeah. inspiring events like that are are really fucking something. Yeah. You know, for me it was wrestling that night, you know. I just it was it was just it was magic. It was crazy. It was really cool. Yeah, I never would have guessed that about you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was my that was my wrestling phase. That was <laughs> That was it, man. Uh, you know, being told to fucking eat a cheeseburger and take performance enhancement drugs. Yeah, great. I wrestled in middle school. Well, in seventh grade, I, I wrestled, and I was fucking awful at it. No. You know. Oh, dude, I was a fucking turtle. Oh. <laughs> no, I was... I, I was good on our wrestling team. I, I, really, I, I really liked it, and I just kind of, like, quit like junior year of high school i'm like this is stupid i want to hang out with girls <laughs> or a girl and yeah <laughs> spoiler alert high school i was not, like, a I'm good not doing any sports <laughs> yeah fuck that idiots <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no i was like I, I definitely wasn't like emilio estevez of the breakfast club i de- i i was almost like what uh fucking um what the fuck's his name? Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. I was more like Anthony Michael Hall pretending to be a wrestler in high school. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, I, I remember the wrestling coach in high school. He'd always try and get like the smaller guys to get on the team because it was like uh, it seemed like a lot of schools would have trouble, you know, putting up wrestlers in that weight class, and so it'd be easier for like the the lighter wrestlers to go really far. Or yeah, like that. I mean, that was just kind of how it was explained to me by friends that were on the team well and and like a lot of times if there's a team that doesn't have 
somebody at that weight class, the opposing team will definitely try to get somebody on their roster because then it's like if you have a team meet, it's like you have to forfeit that weight class, and that's like seven points that goes to the team that has somebody in that okay. weight class. That yeah. that explains it a little bit better then. Yeah. Yeah. No, those were fun, man. You like we take the bus, you know, on like a three hour trip to like a tournament and stay overnight in a hotel. Like those are fun times. You know, fucking getting yelled at by the coaches for smoking cigarettes in a fucking hotel room, even though you hated the taste of it. You just <laughs> thought you were fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. God, that's it, one of those it, things I don't miss. Fucking cigarettes, man. This thing tastes like ass. <laughs> they do taste yeah. like ass, man. <laughs> I, I mean, not that like I, I smoked for years. Oh, uh, me too. Me too. Like, and that was the thing. I'm doing like the wrestling, and I'm fucking smoking like two packs of Marble Reds a day. Like, I'm running the ropes, and I'm going to take a fucking cigarette break. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't you wish you could go back and punch your high school self and be like, you're a fucking idiot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I wish I could go back and somehow fucking motivate myself to be more serious about fitness. Oh, yeah. I wish I would have told myself in high school to stay fit. Like, stay away from Wendy's. <laughs> Just because they have a really cool Twitter page, don't fucking eat there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got when I got into rock climbing, I went from like three hundred and thirty some pounds down to two hundred. Whole, and then got injured and fucking cycles of depression and whatnot, and then gained like fifty or sixty back. And so now I'm trying to fucking get back down to two hundred again, just because it, I just liked the way I felt. Oh yeah, back then you know and and oh so my my new kick has been. To just do a hundred reps a day, and it doesn't matter what the mix of exercises are in there, just so long as you're doing just a minimum of a hundred reps. Because, I mean, that's a hundred more than I was doing when I'd just be sitting on the couch, right? And so, yesterday and today, I stuck to it both. And so, I did, I started off doing like a bunch of jumping jacks and push ups and crunches and uh, reverse lunges and mountain climbers. And it ended up being a pretty decent workout, and I finished it off with like sun salutations um, with uh, doing yoga. Nice. Yeah. And then um, the boys wanted to go out and play in the garage earlier. They just like to go out and jump around on the mattresses. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that's a fucking sign. I'm going to go in there. And I freaking climbed until I felt like I was going to puke. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was not awesome. Like when I came inside, like I was like almost doubled up. Like my abs hurt so fucking bad right now, dude. Oh, it was I like bet. all steep wall shit that I was doing. And so it's like you gotta just keep your core tight that entire time. And oh yeah, I, I climbed until I felt like I was gonna puke. It was pretty good. But, I mean, and like I saw something on Twitter, like, have you ever it's so true. Have you ever like done a workout and be like, God, I fucking regret that. No, like you never regret a workout. <laughs> you never, you never, you never regret it ever. Like you're just like, it may hurt, but you like, you know what you did for yourself was good. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I'm like, damn, that's, that's really true. <laughs> yeah. Those push ups I did 10 years ago. I'm glad I did them. Don't regret it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No regrets. No regrets. 
Oh, I just got to stick to it now, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, just just doing like that little of it. Because even if I if I run through it fast, it's like that's like I can get that done in like five minutes. But like, oh, yeah. I, I will have worked up a sweat. My heart rate has been increased, and it's better than doing nothing. And so then exactly. once that's cemented as a routine, then I can start to expand it and hopefully get it up to at least doing like 45 minutes every day. Because that's what I was doing when I was at my best. Okay. I was doing at least a, a hard 45-minute workout every day after work. I'd come home and I'd put on, you know, like fitness pants and like I'd put on like a long sleeve <laughs> shirt or like a, you know, like I wasn't doing it in like shorts and a t-shirt. I was almost dressing warm to do it just so I'd sweat yeah. even more, you know. Yeah, you, you got to put those fitness pants on. That's, that's <laughs> I was the key. Trying to key. think what the fuck they're called, like exercise pants, fitness yeah. pants, whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> it probably sounds pretty stupid. They every time, shit, dude. If they think that sounds stupid, that I can't imagine what they thought the first hour of the show sounded like with me talking about fucking jumping into like a ring and being a fucking idiot. <laughs> I think you're good. I think you'll look like the smart one for sure tonight, Joe. No, no worries there. So at least you were an idiot ten years ago. I was an idiot ten seconds ago. Oh, I'm a, I was a fucking idiot. I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot ten seconds from now. <laughs> oh fuck. That's awesome. Uh, so, so like, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but like when this whole thing happened with my wife, uh, I really like, I really tried to like. I don't know, like, I had to do something to get my mind off it, so I started doing, like, exercise, but I wasn't doing anything great, like, you know, I was just doing shit to do in the morning before I went to work and, like, during my lunch break, and I got a, I got an app called, like, 7-Minute Abs. It's fucking, it's a great app, man, because when my wife and I split up, I lost, like, 30 pounds the first two weeks, like, and it, it, it wasn't unhealthy, like, I was eating good, I was working out, like, and the thing... You know what, like, one of the best core fucking exercises is? Fucking planking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, dude. Planks are fucking awesome. I was doing I was doing uh, 10 minutes of planking a day for, like, three weeks. Ooh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. It, it fucking shed like crazy. And the thing is, I, I, I totally stopped drinking soda. But with all this, like, with everything, you know, like, figuring out, like, the kids and shit, like, I've kind of like, gotten lazy on the food. And the working out and sodas come back big time. And I like fucking put it all back on. But I'm like, I'm going to try to fucking lose it again. Because like you said, you like I was at I, I, I dropped to under 200 for the first time in six years in November. And I felt fucking amazing. Like I felt like a different fucking person. You know, I felt like more energetic. I felt happier. Like, well, I want to I want to chase that high again. Yeah, dude. Man, I just want to feel like I'm not. I just I don't like sitting and feeling like I'm wearing a fucking life jacket. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Aiden was taking pictures of me while I was climbing and with my phone. I was looking at him and I was like, "Oh my god, I look like a whale." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can we can Photoshop some like uh, fucking rocks. So it looks like you're jumping like Free Willy. Just kidding. That's me. That's me <laughs> that jumping over hilarious. decks. And I'll play the Michael Jackson song. Ba-ba-da. Ba-da-da-da-da. 
<laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's a good fucking movie, man. That's actually a really good movie. <laughs> Free Willy? Yeah. Like I've seen it once. But it's got Mr. Blonde from Reservoir Dogs as a good guy in it. You're like, dude, I just saw this guy cut off a dude's ear. Now he's trying to save a whale? What's happening? <laughs> My life doesn't make sense. That Michael Madsen? Michael Madsen, that guy's insane. Yeah, yeah, he's been in a few Tarantino movies, hasn't he? Yeah, he was, he, was in, in, he was in Kill Bill also. Yeah, he was in Reservoir Dogs, he was in Kill Bill, and he was just recently in The Hateful Eight. Nice. See, I haven't seen any Tarantino movies past um, uh, Inglorious Bastards, and so I've got oh. some catching up to do. Yeah, you just have two to do. Yeah, I've I've heard um, Django and Change is really fucking good. You just did a fucking podcast on that, didn't you? We just did a fucking podcast on it. Yeah, yeah. It, so yeah, I gotta watch it sometime, and then I'll listen to yeah. your podcast. And I and and w- without any help, I I shortened the name of that one. I did shorten <laughs> the name of that one. It was something crazy, and then we just changed it to Talking Tarantino. Talking Tarantino is a great name. Yeah, it's, it, it gets to the point. <laughs> it, it, it cuts right to the point. No, it's it, it's a fun show. Steve Miller and I do it. Another fellow Milwaukee guy. That's awesome. Some uh, space cowboys. Yeah, it's a fun show. Sweet. Which uh, what Tarantino movie do you think you guys will do next? Well, we're going in chronological order of his universe. So, like Django and oh, okay. took place in 1858, and uh, the Hateful Eight takes place, I think, like the 1860s right like it's either a couple years after the civil war or a couple months and then uh it's inglorious bastards okay cool which is a fun one to talk about (laughs) yeah i I think i've maybe only seen that one once or twice i don't know brad pitt was so fucking weird in that (laughs) he was man but like he was perfect for it see like i think definitely tarantino's one of my favorite directors i mean like, I know that might be weird to say, especially with, like, all the shit that's going on with whatever he said, you know, his line with Harvey Weinstein. But, what you know, like, he, he, you know, and he's been doing this thing. He's been, like, creating a fucking connected universe since, like, his first movie in, in uh, 91. Like, there's so many ties there's so many connections in all these movies that connect like every single movie in this one universe. That's fucking crazy. Like we just talked about on talking Tarantino. Uh, you seen kill bill, right? Oh yeah. A bunch of times. Yeah. So, so when she's in the grave and she's punching her way out of, uh, you know, uh, the coffin, she's in a grave for Paula Schultz. Well, Paula Schultz is the wife of Christoph Waltz's character in Django Unchained. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like, there's these really cool connections like uh, in Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, uh, Michael Madsen and John Travolta are brothers. Were they both you named know. Vincent? Were both those characters named Vincent Vega, though? Uh, that was something Vincent, that always confused me. Vincent and Victor. Oh, okay. That's where I fucked it up then. God damn it, Joe. Well, I remember I went and saw Shitting. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I remember I went and saw Pulp Fiction when I was maybe in middle school. I I saw it in the theater when it came out. Okay, and it fucking blew my mind. I was like, "Holy shit!" And so for a long time, Tarantino was like my absolute favorite director. And so I watched the shit out of Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. But yeah, I, I never caught that thing with the name. I always assumed that I was like, "Well, how's this fucking guy die in both fucking movies?" Spoiler alert. 
Oh just yeah, kidding. just kidding. Like, yeah, for movies that came out in the nineties, I don't even yeah. think about that sort of shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He was he was Vic Vega. At, he, Michael Madsen's Vic Vega, and John Travolta's uh, Vincent Vega. And there was going to be a Vega Brothers movie about like their rise, but it just kept staying like in development hell. And now they're way too old to do. Well, I guess they're not too old to do a prequel. If like they can get Disney money and fucking just unage them, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I think Michael. Hilarious. I think Michael Madsen would hate to be unaged. Be like, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, have I gone through the ringer? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dude, I really don't want Mister Blonde showing up at my house now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Michael Madsen. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna show up with a samurai sword. <laughs> You're a beautiful guy. <laughs> You've aged wonderfully, like a good wine. <laughs> Or even worse, he's going to shoot you in the chest with a shotgun full of rock salt. Oh, fuck. Fuck that, right? Oh, man. That's in another movie. Have you seen the movie Looper with uh, Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levite? Uh, just once. So That's I'm, a I'm good familiar fucking movie where Emily Blunt fucking shoots uh, Joseph Gordon-Levite in the chest with rock salt. Bah. God, give me the pepper spray. No shit. Can I, can I have that fucking option? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> the pepper spray makes like me think here... of next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> pepper spray nine times. Takes 20 minutes. <laughs> Sprayed him in the face of those. <laughs> and I remember there's a scene. Yeah, I'm going to bring up like Under Siege Part 2, Dark Territory. Oh, please do. Where Catherine Heigl... I think she's in that movie. Catherine Heigl pepper she sprays is. this. She she pepper sprays this guy, and he's like, "I have this on my cornflakes or something to that effect." It doesn't phase him at all. She calls it mace. This is how well I know that movie. Okay, she calls yes, it mace, yes. and then he sprays it into his mouth and says it's pepper spray. And once you build a tolerance to it, you can use it to like like you know spice your burrito or something like that or or he goes no it clears the sinuses or something like okay that, that that's the line <laughs> that's the what line a yes fucking terrible movie oh my oh, god dude it's fucking, terrible oh i'm i'm a little bit obsessed with terrible steven seagal movies like i won't subject myself to any of the new ones but oh my god the older ones like well like it, you have is no there idea how many times it, i've seen out for justice dude is there such a thing as a good steven seagal movie <laughs> oh yes okay is is it out for justice or above the law the one that the one where he's going around looking for who killed his friend okay oh, which is God. like every steven seagal movie oh it's got so many good lines in it though man that's, that's one where he's like walking around where he's like oh, what was he saying he's like anybody know why bobby did anybody know why richie killed bobby lupo <laughs> <laughs> like he's got the, the scene where he goes in the bar and he drops the fucking pool yes. ball in the towel and he's fucking knocking dude's teeth out and shit. Oh. That movie. Okay. I think it's yeah. out for justice. Or is it on higher ground? No, higher ground is the one that takes place in Alaska. Oh, okay. And it's got uh, Arlie Ermy in it as well. The, the fucking drill sergeant from full metal jacket. Uh, and the voice of Sarge from toy story. <laughs> yes. <Come> on, man. <laughs> 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 no man like i guess there are really good steven seagal movies i do love the first under siege yeah 
because I do like fucking Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey just being fucking unhinged from the start. Like, God, let's do yeah, that. That movie is really cool. Yeah. I, I, I used to watch uh, Hard to Kill all the time when I was a kid. And that was one where um, uh, William Sadler is the bad guy in that. Oh, uh, William Sadler, dude. He was fucking death and, uh, or he was the Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, wasn't he? <laughs> I don't know. It's been too long since I've seen that one. The movie's fucking, I love those fucking movies, man. <laughs> I need to go back and revisit them again sometime. Oh, they're so good, man. And supposedly we're getting part three soon. Oh, that'll be fucking crazy. Well, and actually, like, uh, I think it's Boom Studios. They've been doing a Bill and Ted comic. Like, they've been doing, like, Bill and Ted miniseries for the past couple years, and they've been pretty fucking good. Oh, that's cool. I haven't read any of them. Like, especially if, like, you, like, if you, like, I feel like they do the characters justice. I feel like it's a good, like, throwback. But, uh, no, I guess I can't make fun of your Steven Seagal addiction because I fucking love a good, terrible John Claude Van Damme movie. Oh yeah, he's right up there with it too. That's my to fucking Bloodsport action all guy. the time. Oh yeah, Bloodsport's actually pretty good. <laughs> I mean, like take that statement with a grain for of salt. what it is. <laughs> you know, like 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 it's very groundbreaking. I think it's much better than Street Fighter. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and and like the fucking Dennis Rodman movie Double Team with a fucking <laughs> and what have you seen Double Team? Like probably a long time ago when it first came out. Okay, that has the dumbest fucking like cli- <laughs> climatic fucking battle because you get Mickey Rourke. They're fighting like in the Coliseum, and yeah, there's like yeah. there's like fucking landmines for no reason all around, like in the shape of fucking crosses. And you know, like they're fucking Mickey Rourke's beating the shit out of fucking Jean Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, like you realize Mickey Rourke has stepped on a landmine, and as he's blowing up, a Bengal tiger just jumps out of nowhere <laughs> like, to attack him. I was thinking <laughs> that there was a tiger in that scene. Thinking, like, it's just out of nowhere. Like, what was the director? Like, you know what this scene needs? A fucking Bengal tiger just to jump in at the end. Give me a fucking Bengal tiger. <laughs> Let's make this shoot a little bit more dangerous and complicated. It, it, it's like the need for a cowbell and a blue oyster cult song. <laughs> like, give me more. I need more Bengal Tiger. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Remember, like, what the hell is this? Even like that came out like in 97 and I was like in seventh grade. So I loved anything Jean-Claude Van Damme did. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Like, I'd rather have Rob Schneider as your fucking sidekick than this horse shit. Yeah, remember how bad Universal Soldier was? Oh my god! <laughs> you know what they? I think they did like the seventeenth one not too long ago oh, or whatever. Jesus. Like, and it actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> but that's surprising. not saying too much. <laughs> it's not say, like I think they have like I think they have a bunch of WWE guys in that in that franchise now, like fucking Bill Goldberg and UFC guy Randy Couture and stuff. Like, jeez. Oh, Oh, and the Expendables. Gotta love a good fucking get everybody from the 80s back together just to blow shit up. I tried watching that first Expendables movie. I didn't make it very far into it. The the, fir- the first one's the best one. The second one's okay. I mean, and then the third one's like PG-13. You go from like fucking bodies just blowing up to like fucking Ronda Rousey kicking people in the crotch. Nice. 
Yeah. Fucking great. No. <laughs> I think the, I think the one movie I love of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is Time Cop. That's like the one movie I actually think is really good. Now that's the one where if you touched your previous like if if you and your past self are in the same room and you touch each other, it, it's like basically you annihilate, right? Yeah, so he does the splits to avoid that. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, he actually did one. I, I think Brian from Pop Culture Leftover says he hates this movie, but it's called JCVD, and it was really different from anything you'd ever expect. Have you seen this movie? No. Oh, like so, he plays himself in it, <clears throat> and he's like he's like on hard times, like you know, he just he he literally finds out he loses a, a movie role. To Steven Seagal because Steven Seagal agreed to cut off his ponytail for the role. (laughs) (laughs) And he's losing like fucking uh, the custody of his kids and shit. And so he goes to this bank and it's being robbed. It's like it's like in the process of being robbed and the robbers recognize him and like make it seem like Jean-Claude Van Damme is robbing the bank. And he has like this monologue that's fucking insane. It's I think it's a really good movie. It's it's really different than what you expect from a genre. Like there's like hardly any action in it. Like it's all like character heavy and like his journey of like accepting that he's just like a right, you know, like he's just a washed up eighties actor. It's, Hmm. I think it's, it was good because it really just came out of nowhere. Cause like I said, I fucking love uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme terrible movies. So to see him like actually try, to be an actor, I thought it was commendable, and I I really enjoy the movie. Nice. I I feel like I just have such little free time to watch movies anymore these days that I really oh. only go for just fun rides anymore. Like I'll, I'll make time for the comic book movies and and shit like that, but otherwise it's just hard. Yeah, I definitely have opened up some more free time. You know, like with everything that's going on, that I've been able to go to the movies lately. And like actually sit down and watch good TV shows, so that's been kind of a plus out of all this. More nice. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you gotta find something the positive in it, right? Oh yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, no, I just today I watched that show. Happy, you got a podcast coming on that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Me and Rod and. And Brooke Doherty uh, teamed up with Brian from PCL, and we recorded the f- first episode the other night. Nice, yeah. It's was a- um, it was fun. It was. <laughs> it's gonna be a funny episode. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it, man. That first episode was fucking insane. I haven't read the graphic novel or anything, but oh, uh, dude, pick it up. You will love it. Okay, um, it's just a, it's based off a four issue miniseries. That's by Grant Morrison, right? Yep. Yeah, he writes some fucked up shit, man. And uh, Derek Roberts, Robertson, have you ever read The Boys? No, I have not. Oh, dude, you would love the fucking you would love that comic. But okay. uh, same same artist. Okay, sweet. Okay, so have you ever heard of The Boys? No, I have not. Okay, Lay- I, I gotta mean. tell you about this real quick. So The Boys is a covert CIA team that keeps superheroes in check because in this book, and this is a Garth Ennis book too. Um, like the superheroes are like all fucked up. Like they got weird kinks and shit like that. And 
the boys are basically just like this like enforcement team that like keeps them in check. It's fucking okay, that, very that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> dude, it's very graphic. It's so fucked up. <laughs> it sounds like a very grown up version of the Incredibles in a way. Uh, yeah. Where like the government's trying to keep the superheroes like under lock and key now, like too many lawsuits and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean I could kind of see that, it from that angle. I'm sure it's probably way more different. <laughs> but like people trying to keep the superheroes in check, you know, like people trying like, okay, well who's gonna hold them accountable? Yeah, well you exactly. Know? And uh, there's a bunch of different good story arcs in it, but um the one that the one that got me going that I'll relate to you was um I, I had heard Frank on PCL talking about it and he talked about I think it is maybe the third story arc of the comic it's in the second trade and there's they introduce a character called tech Knight, which is really similar to batman and all of a sudden he develops like this weird compulsion to where if he sees something with a hole in it he has to fuck it <coughs> what <laughs> exactly right <laughs> And like he starts getting real worried that he's gonna fuck his little boy sidekick, like you know the, the like Robin. And so he sends him out to go learn from all the other superhero teams. Oh my god, like, I need to pick this shit up, dude. He's like talking about it with a psychiatrist, and he's saying that uh, like the the sidekick kid like caught him fucking like the Batmobile or like the Tech Knight mobile or whatever. <laughs> And, like, when he does it, he has to, like, talk real dirty at the same time. It's, like, part of his compulsion. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I need to pick this up right now. (laughs) Like, like, that's what I mean, like, how it's it's fucked up. Like, this girl joins, which would be, like, the Justice League, and she's there, and she's, like, thinking, like, oh, my God, these are, like, Earth's mightiest heroes. And then she turns around, and, like, three of them got their pants down, and they're expecting the new girl to suck their dicks. Jesus Christ. Right? Dude, it's fun. I mean, have you read very many Garth Ennis books, like Preacher? Or... No, I haven't. Okay, I, yeah, I it's haven't. it's fucking great. Like basically anything that Garth Ennis writes, pick it up. You're gonna fucking love it. It's okay. like, really great adult material. And the boys is, I think it went for like fucking ten volumes or something like that too. Oh damn, I gotta pay. man. I've been so out of comics. The only one I've been reading is uh, I kind of fell off a of Dark Knight with all the or uh, Dark Knight's Metal with all the fucking spit like one shots. But the one I've been staying true with is fucking White Knight. Yes, I just read number three uh, earlier. Me too. Today. Me too. You know, that, that was the it, only Charles Soule book that I didn't read today. Otherwise, inadvertently, everything I read today was a Charles Soule title. That's did, did uh, you read his run on She Hulk? No, no. Oh, that's fuck. Because Charles Soule was a lawyer. Oh, cool. And She Hulk. Um, you know, her alter ego is a lawyer and it leads to this huge showdown between her versus Matt Murdock, daredevil in the courtroom. Oh, cool. Didn't he write daredevil also? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He did after, um, shit. Who was the guy that had it? Was it Mark Wade that had it before him? See, Marvel is the company that I am like least familiar with. Yeah. Cause they're not putting out the greatest books. Yeah, but it's like the ones that I have been reading by Marvel are really fucking good right now. Well, that's so, good. But it's just, you know, there's not too many of them. But I think I'm reading close to 60 different titles right now. Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
image is the one that's going to kill it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably more image than anything else. Oh, yeah. But um, I, I get 21 of them in print, and the other um, I, I read in digital. Okay. From certain alleged websites. Yeah, me too. I kind of really started just reading digitally because money is kind of oh yeah a fat like, but it's so good to actually have the book in your hands too. Yeah, I totally agree. Fucking, but the digital you don't get ads either, which is great because the ads nowadays in comic books, like they fucking look like a continuation of like the the page you were just reading. And you're like, oh, what the, what what the fuck? Like, oh, it's a Snickers commercial. Thanks. Yeah, the fun, the fucking DC ads. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So they got me with that the first couple times. I, I know, turn the page and I'm like, "Hey, Flash and Superman are in this book." I'm like, "Oh, it's a fucking Snickers ad." Yeah, fuck you, Doomsday. Take a Snickers and be Wonder Woman. Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, dude, White Knight has been really fucking good. Man, if it wasn't for the team up of you know getting Snyder and Capullo back together, I feel like this would be the definitive Batman book of 2017. Yeah, they're gonna have a hard time competing with Dark Knight's Metal. <laughs> yeah, but this is such this is such a fucking intimate story into fucking you know Bruce Wayne and Batman and Joker and like the fucking details they go into like you know like Joker's plan like it's fucking it's it's a you know and and set against the backdrop of like what having a mobile phone can do. In ten seconds of a situation, yeah. you know, like we're we're living that today. Like everything is on camera now, and like it even affects fucking Batman, which was crazy. Like I I, I love this fucking series. I love Sean Murphy. Um, that's what I was just gonna say. Sean Murphy is one of my favorite artists. Oh, he's one of my favorite writers too. He did this one called Punk Rock Jesus. We may have talked about it before. It's it's incredible. It's fucking insane. It's it's so good. They yeah, finally I haven't, I haven't read it, but I remember you telling me about it because yeah. that, that name rings a bell. I think this is yeah, the first they, one of his books that he's written that I've read. But otherwise, um, he drew Chrononauts, which I don't know if you've ever read that. That that's a fucking incredible miniseries. I did. That's with uh, Lemire, right? Um, no, it's not is, with Lemire. Um, Mark Millar. Mark Millar, okay, okay, because usually Lemire does his own art too, right? Yeah, I know on some of them he does. Yeah, okay, no, I think I have read that one. Um, and uh, him and Snyder actually did uh, a comic a couple years ago called The Wake for Vertigo. Oh, and okay, that yeah. Was, that was a ten part. Uh, that was a ten issue series, and that was awesome. That's really good. And then he teamed up with Grant Morrison to do this awesome comic book called Joe the Barbarian. Oh, okay. And I read that every year. when we, I'm actually reading that right now to my second graders because we do this huge uh, – we have to teach about diabetes and stuff. And Joe the Barbarian is about a kid that just lost his dad in the war that gets bullied and he's got diabetes. And he lives in this gigantic house and he's got all these, it's a vertigo book. So it's got like all the DC characters toys and he's at home and he's forgotten to take his insulin and eat a candy bar. And he starts going in and out of hallucinations. And like he goes to this fantasy world that's made up out of everything that's in his house, which is, it's so epic. And my kids love 
but like it shows if you got diabetes, like there's nothing wrong with you. You know what I mean? It, it, it just happens to be something you have. It's not something that like defines you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, and the end, it's got such, oh man, I cry every time at the end. It's got such a crazy fucking twist to it where like when I read it the first time I stood up and I like fist pump. I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> like that's fucking awesome. Like didn't see it coming. It's, it's, it's really good. That was written by Grant Morrison and the art was by Sean Murphy. Yeah. That's, that's really cool when a comic book can make you react like that. Because, oh like, yeah. I had, when I was reading Chrononauts for the first time, that's how I was reacting to scenes where I was like fist pumping, being like, oh, oh, this is the same shit I'd be doing if I were these guys. Yes. <laughs> it's just fucking awesome. Well, and I kind of fist pumped during White Knight when they had that huge throwback scene to the animated series with uh, the almost got him, like playing poker and stuff. When they're like, oh, we should like trade stories again. And Killer Croc even makes a line like from the episode, like, was a big rock like i just fucking love that shit <laughs> yes <laughs> those fucking throwbacks man like and i feel like rock. they're ta- yeah it was, it was a big rock <laughs> you've seen that episode right it's been so long since i've seen yeah. a lot of those episodes yeah with yeah that's that's such a good one and i like the throwback but i also feel like i mean i feel like he's taken like the shit he he's doing with alfred reminds me a lot of batman and robin but in a really good way like he's getting it right like the whole you know alfred's got a disease and he's using dr freeze's technology to help him solve it yeah like he does it a lot better than fucking uh michael schumacher did (laughs) (laughs) i know what you mean (laughs) no but uh i don't want to get into spoilers but jesus christ man heartbreaking in uh issue three Yes. Yeah, I thought so too. Fucking is it, heartbreaking. Is this gonna be a five issue miniseries or six? I heard eight. Okay, eight. Eight or I, ten. I knew it was definitely gonna be a miniseries, but yeah, uh, it's either eight or ten. It might be ten actually. Oh man, I hope it's ten. That'd be fucking sweet. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is fucking compelling shit, man. Like, uh, you know what Joker discovered in the archives? Fuck. You know, the whole uh, insurance thing. Like, oh, yeah. how do you fucking think of this kind of shit? <laughs> well, they're doing like almost like a real world take on it. And not really a real world take, but like kind of a real world perspective on it. Because it's like in in today's in today's age, if if a vigilante was operating like that and causing that much damage that the yeah. taxpayers had to pay for, <laughs> somebody's going to fucking point it out. Well, and I guess maybe we should, like, maybe some of your listeners might not know a lot about this, but, like, it's a really cool concept because it takes Joker and makes him the good guy and takes Batman and makes him the bad guy. You know, and they do it with such conviction that, like, you said, like, it's so set, you know, against, like, a very real, like, you feel like this could actually happen, you know, like, Joker's on his meds. He's a different person. You know, everyone likes a good comeback. You know, like he's he's on meds. He's completely changed. He's, you know, at least what he's showing to everybody is he's on the up and up. And he's, you know, he's really going after Batman, but he's not going after him like 
in a brute strength way. Like he's fucking changing public perception of him and like using laws to fight against them. It's yeah. And with the shit you're seeing Batman do <coughs> in this book, like you're not relating with him at all. You're more being like, God damn it, Batman. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, and then you find out why he's acting the way he is, which is crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and what I love is like the fallout within the bat family. Mm-hmm. With uh, you know, Barbara and Dick, like they're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, it's it's excellent so far. If you're um, any listeners, if you're into Batman, go check this out. And I just pulled out one of the books. It's gonna be an eight issue miniseries. Nice, yeah, nice. That that excites me. I'm sure we might not. Depending on the ending, I'm sure we're not gonna see the end of Jack uh, Jack Napier. Even after this is done. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool that they use Jack Nicholson's name from um, Batman 89. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It was pretty cool that they brought that back. Hell yeah. No, I fucking, that, that series, I I was, I mean, you know, like you and I text with some other army members and I've been fucking pumped for this series for a, a long time. And it's definitely living up to all my expectations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And I don't know, just seeing fucking Sean Murphy draw, drawing Batman, it's, that's fucking good. Oh, yeah, seeing him draw the entire rogues gallery. <laughs> it's so good. I just, Fuck. I don't know. Have you ever read Tokyo Ghost? Yes, I have. Fuck yes, dude. That was well, the first Sean Murphy book I ever read. Okay. With, with his art. And like just the whole time I'm I'm reading that, I'm like, God damn, I love this fucking art. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, a I fucked think up you, story that is, too. I think you might like Punk Rock Jesus because it's all black and white. There's no color. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he really does a lot of shading and shit. It's really fucking cool, man. <laughs> it's really fucking cool. I had one more fucking digit That's... out of the pile. <laughs> yep yep exactly <laughs> exactly yeah so i feel like i just got boring <laughs> no, <not at> <laughs> i had a tight spot in my back so i was stretching so i was away from yeah the <laughs> <laughs> just as long as that one weird fucking super was what's his name white tech just make sure he's not around when you're stretching Oh yeah. Tech night. Uh, tech night. Tech night. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh my there's, god. There's this fucking asteroid coming into Earth. <laughs> and like all these people in NASA are freaking the fuck out and they're like, like there's a small crack in there's a there's a small hole in it. <laughs> he walks into the room, he's like, Gentlemen, if it has a hole in it, then I can fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need Bruce Willis and a team of drillers to go up there. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I remember when I was a kid, I thought I thought Armageddon was the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> oh, this is where I wish 33-year-old Paul could go punch like fucking 12-year-old Paul in the face. <laughs> See, I was too cynical to enjoy that movie. Uh, I don't. God, what a what a what a fucking movie! 
fucking, what a fucking hate, movie, I hated man. everything about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought it was so cool. And then, like, I went, like, years without watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking Armageddon. I like this movie. And I'm like, why did I like this? Yeah. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, it all just leads up so they can play sweet emotion and get him walking, like, in slow motion and have him train underwater. Like, yeah, that's cool, Michael Bay. <laughs> I didn't know I needed to see Michael Clark Duncan in a fucking, you know, tank top for two and a half hours. And fitness pants. (laughs) (laughs) I I think he's wearing chink or what were those called? Jankos? I think he's wearing Jankos in that movie. In the uber baggy jeans, yeah. like forty-two inch bottoms or something like that. It's like, what the fuck is this? I had a pair. Oh yeah, yeah, I had some too. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> I went to school in the I went to high school in the nineties. I had some. <laughs> I didn't have any Zuba pants or whatever those were called. <laughs> the what? Like, what were they called? Like Zubas? Like they look like fucking zebras zebra designs but you can get them like in what the fuck were they called holy shit i definitely never heard of those weren't fucking zebra like they had like fucking stripes zuba's pants are these it they were like a fucking 80s thing (laughs) yeah like like they're a weird fucking design like i'll fucking send you the link later okay right on yeah, because that doesn't ring any bells at all. Oh, fuck. So th- that's pretty much the only book you're reading right now? It's like a fucking... Well, the two crossover I picked well, what, up today. What was that? Uh, the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. They're doing like a part two. Yes, I just started the original one because I'd never read it, but I'm only like one issue deep into it so far. Oh, that one's so like I had no expectations for that last year. Because I'm like, oh, it's just a fucking crossover. Like, you know, it's not canon or whatever. You know, it's fucking amazing. (laughs) It is so good. It's such a good first issue is good. So, yeah, this kicks off this. This doesn't really hold back either this kid just jumps right into it oh that's cool yeah and i picked up i got got caught up on southern bastards today yes dude how good is that fucking book man i fucking love remember the titans on crack (laughs) (laughs) i fucking love it man (laughs) it's amazing uh i gotta i gotta catch up on saga i'm fucking behind on that that's the one i really want to keep into Yep, that uh, that story their, arc's all wrapped up too. Okay, they're on a break, right? Like, don't they usually go like on what a three month break, something like that? Yeah, fucking assholes. <laughs> Damn you, Fiona Staples. They take all the time you need as long as you just keep coming exactly. back. Exactly, well, same team. I'll be true. okay with it. Did you see? Did you see that new cover that's coming out of uh, uh, the yeah. robot, like the 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 news broadcaster? Uh huh. That 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 looks pretty fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it does. That, that's a good cover. I can't get enough Saga. It's just no. too good. No. And what are your thoughts on it being adapted into like a TV show? Hmm. Don't do it. Yeah, I don't think they should either. Um, 
it, it'd be hard to do. And I don't know, something, something Brian was talking about the other day. He was talking about how, you know, you don't want a TV show that's going to stick completely to the source material because then if you're familiar with the source material, there's nothing in it that's going to surprise you. That's true. And, and then I got to thinking about that because I've been watching uh, Runaways. Oh, and, I got to start that. Oh, yeah. And I've read like um, I've read the first two trades worth of the comic. Okay. And I really like the deviations that the show has taken from the comic because the show is much more riveting in like the mystery aspect of what's going on. Whereas the comic is just purely fucking entertaining, but yeah. the show is like, <clears throat> I don't know what the fuck's going on in it. And I love it. I love it for that. And so I'm trying to think of if they could do something similar like that with saga. And I don't know what they would really do because I mean, the kind of the ongoing mystery in saga is, you know, it's like, well, when is this story taking place in relation to when it's being narrated by Hazel? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really kind of the only mystery in it. I mean, you could go back and what's the mystery that originally got, you know, the people of, of, um, Reef and what landfall. Yes. What, why do they hate each other so much beyond the fact that their people are just kind of oil and water? You yeah. Know, whereas, you know, all the people from Reef are very into magic and, in tradition and everything, and the people in Landfall are very much into tech. And I feel like since, like, I mean, you and I are so invested in the characters, if they did a TV show and did, like, kind of big deviations, I don't know how receptive to that I would be either, though. I'd yeah, be like, like, you're like fucking you might changing. be watching it and just be getting pissed and grinding your teeth. <laughs> and be like, why the fuck are you doing this? Like, yeah. no, it's fine in the comics. Don't change it. God damn it. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I've... Like maybe, maybe like 10 years after the series has ended, then maybe, you know, talk about bringing a show, but I kind of yeah, like could see that because then we'd have distance from it. Yeah. And I like, I mean, I, I like, I like the format it's in. I don't need it in a TV show. I mean, I fucking love, I, I fucking love, you know, the series. I named my fucking daughter, Hazel Isabel. Like I fucking love it. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess I, you know. I just don't think I need a TV show on it. Yeah. No, I totally know what you mean. I hadn't even thought of that, though, with saying, you know, bring it in, you know, 10 years after it's, you know, it's wrapped up and everything. But, oh, fuck, I don't want to think about it even wrapping up. No. And I, I think he said in interviews, going. I think he said in interviews, they still have a lot to tell. Good. Good. I just did they make so many references to like how terrible the will is in the future that every time I see him, I get fucking nervous. Yeah, I know. It's like, when is he going to do something fucking horrible? Because right now he hasn't really done too much horrible stuff. He's almost done more heroic stuff than anything. Yeah. I mean, in a fucked up way. I'm not trying to be like i think robot my favorite characters from the beginning of this fucking series to now i'd fucking be like fuck you but i fucking love the i fucking love prince robot (laughs) yes (laughs) i fucking love prince robot man he's super compelling (laughs) 
there's some really, really fun shit that goes down with Prince Robot in this uh, this newest arc also. So I, I can't wait to hear what you think of it when you All get right, caught sweet, up on it. Sweet, sweet, I can't. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I can't. I remember, like, I put, when I have, like, a long, longer lunch, like, for, two, like, if I don't have any, like, recess duty or lunch duty on two days, I get, like, 15 extra minutes of recess. And I usually bring, like, comic books. And I remember, like, I threw my bag down and, like, an issue of Saga came, like, flying out of it right by a student. I fucking dove on that thing before that kid even had a chance to pick it up and even open up like one page. Cause I'm sure there'd have been like a fucking penis shot. You, you never know. You never know Fuck. what you're going to get with soccer. <laughs> I'm like, as it came out, like in slow motion, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like diving over kids tables, knocking them over. <laughs> well, that's like in the very first issue you get fucking Prince robot and his wife having sex. Oh it's yeah. Like basically people fucking doggy style with TVs for heads. It's yeah, like, and the whoa. and the shit that just comes on his fucking TV screen sometimes is crazy. Yeah, like you fucking <laughs> perverted TV. <laughs> Jesus right. Christ, man! <laughs> the fuck, gonna have to put parental locks on you, son. Um, speaking of Brian K. Vaughn, are you reading Paper Girls at all? I read the first trade and I fucking loved it. Awesome. I just haven't gotten back into it. Not because I don't want to, just fucking comics. Yeah. There's so many there's so many good fucking ones. They, there's fucking too many good ones. It's hard to keep up with them all. Like when I like look at all the ones on my list and I'm like, God, can I trim this down just so I don't have to keep up with them? But then I think of cutting one off and I'm like, well, I, I don't want to miss out on what's going to happen with this character next. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Whenever the authorities find that website and finally shut it down, <laughs> I'm going to be sad. <laughs> hey, hey, alleged website. <laughs> Who even said it was a website, dude? I'm not saying names. <laughs> the fucking, it's a leaflet. It's a leaflet. <laughs> it's fucking skywriting every Wednesday. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> fucking singing telegrams comic style. <laughs> Wouldn't that be And then weird? he fucked her doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> As they're taking off their hats, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've I've made my kids aware of the fact that hey, if you see this little eye logo right here. Like that means you guys don't get to look at this book. <laughs> no, nope. they're like, they're like, are they really bloody? I'm like, yes, and they're like, oh, okay, we don't want to see that because they're really not into seeing fucking bloody content. So all I have to do is tell them that it's intense violence. There you go. Look at it. I feel like I'd be yeah. I feel like that's the least bit of my concern with image books is the brutality yeah, right. more so than the crazy. <laughs> fucking sexual situations the characters find themselves in every fucking panel yeah for real yeah i mean that's really the shit i don't like don't want to have to try and explain what the fuck that they just saw (laughs) that's called a philly fake out son (laughs) all gross (laughs) (laughs) 
Urban Dictionary. I caught my kids on Urban Dictionary. I'm like, not, not my actual two and four year old personal yeah. kids, but my students. I'm like, what are you guys doing on her? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God. Shut that off. Let me contact the IT department. Hey, here's another site you need to block. These kids are so good at getting getting away from that crap. They're so good at figuring out like how to like just fucking, you know, bypass that kind of stuff. And they're fucking second grade. <laughs> Sometimes I can't even restart my iPhone. <laughs> Dude, I remember when fucking... I was in high school. So this would have been back. This happened probably in like 97 or 98. I was writing a research paper on the FBI. And so I okay. went to the computer lab and I just typed in FBI.com. And it took me to a site called Four Butt Fucking Idiots. No way. No <laughs> way. That's amazing. I, I remember I went to White House. the close window button, dude. <laughs> I went to like WhiteHouse.com in sixth grade and like it, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't the fucking government building. It was, <laughs> it was something very more provocative than anything <laughs> Bill Clinton. Well, we're 96. Bill Clinton wasn't doing anything that provocative yet. <laughs> but it was it was quite yeah definitely wasn't expecting her to pop up (laughs) the internet can be a dark and scary place (laughs) oh god the internet is horrifying (laughs) it's terrible (laughs) oh my god yesterday yesterday my seven-year-old was chasing my nine-year-old around saying that he was chucky and so I said to them, oh, I'm, like, I'm like, how do you guys know who Chucky is? The kids at school. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, do you know what Chucky looks like? And they're like, no. I'm like, do you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> and so my nine-year-old, who's smart, goes, no, and takes off running out of the room. But my seven-year-old's like, I want to see it. And so I fucking do a YouTube on, you know, Chucky comes to life. <laughs> and it's that very first scene in the movie when Elizabeth Shue realizes that he doesn't have batteries in and drops him <laughs> and he falls under the couch. And yes. just just with the music that was playing in that scene, Liam was like, shut it off. Shut it off. And I'm like, are you sure you don't want to see him come to life? <laughs> shut it off. And <laughs> He's w- hiding behind me, peeking around at the TV. <laughs> and now we know why there might not be a start cast next week, because CPS is at his door. <laughs> <laughs> I shut it off. He didn't get to see Chuck I, come I'm to just life. Fucking with you. Try to kill Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> But it's like, oh, you don't think you're tough? (laughs) (laughs) There's a little little doll running around. (laughs) I forgot that. Yeah. Isn't the the mom from 7th Heaven in that that too? Yeah, maybe that's – maybe it's not Elizabeth Shue. Maybe I just – because now that you say it mentioned 7th Heaven, it kind of looked like her also. Now I need to fucking look it up. (laughs) Because Elizabeth Shue was got, she the one that got, was I, in Karate Kid? Uh, I think so. <laughs> Are you looking it up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Catherine Hicks, the mother from Seventh Heaven, is in there Child's Play 1988. All right, Elizabeth Shue. There you go. Oh fuck! Her name, her her Elizabeth is with an S. Thanks for <laughs> fucking that up. 
damn you damn you shoe do you know what terrible fucking movie that i know for a fact she was in adventures in babysitting (laughs) it's not terrible no it's not terrible at all the saint (laughs) that's what i was gonna say yes the saint (laughs) that's her third known for movie on imdb right Right behind Adventures in Babysitting and oh Leaving my. Las Vegas. But there she is in the Karate Kid as Allie. Yep, yep. Yeah, because she was Daniel San's love interest. Oh, Daniel But dude, Son. The Saint was fucking terrible. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All those horrible fucking characters that Val Kilmer's doing in it. Like, yes, I am Boris. <laughs> Val Kilmer, he sounds like a jackass on set, man. <laughs> Sounds like people hate him, dude. Like, fucking Michael Schumacher is like, I'm never working with this idiot again. Oh, really? Yeah, like, uh, that's funny. Jeez. It's like, I was Batman. Fucking Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing I love Val Kilmer in is fucking Tombstone. Yeah, he was great in Tombstone. Oh, I'll be your Huckleberry. Dude, he was fucking great and real genius. Yes, he was. That movie's fucking amazing. That was one of those ones I used to watch all the time when I was a kid. God damn it, dude. I still got like a fucking, I still got Zubas on my fucking desktop right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on Facebook right now to fucking tag you in them. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you got to get this over with. Got to, you're going you're gonna to be like, oh yeah, those fucking things. That, that, that atrocity. <laughs> the fuck are you, man? Joe Stark. There you are. All right, this is this is compelling podcasting right now. Me fucking typing your name <laughs> into a search engine. <laughs> and this is my second and last episode of Starcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is my swan song. <laughs> There you are. Oh, that's funny. That Porg shirt. That thing's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It is. It is posted, sir. You got the. You got the Zubas. Get that out of your fucking fucking eye eye memories. <laughs> yeah. What is up with Facebook? Failed fashion and trend. Shit like that. I don't get it. Oh, Facebook memories suck when you're going through a divorce. Oh God, I can only fucking imagine I hate that guy right now. But 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 you're like, ah, oh, God, fuck this. <laughs> like like oh, I'm having a good day. Oh, what's his Facebook notification? Oh, last year you said you were in love with this girl. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thanks. so I'm looking at these fucked up Zubas pants, and I do not remember these things. Don't remember the Zubas? I don't. God. <laughs> Maybe I've blocked it out. <laughs> uh, if you did, more power to you, sir. Did they come more power colors? to you. <laughs> yeah, and they're atrocious. Every single one is atrocious. <laughs> Every that single the one. Proper sucks. use of that word with those fucking pants, dude. I'll tell you. <laughs> atrocious. <laughs> That's like the Pee Wee Herman word of the day. <laughs> fucking Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> you know what I fucking loved Pee Wee Herman in? Was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
Oh, that dude, that the okay, you're talking about the movie, right? The movie. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Dude, he fucking, was fucking great in that. <laughs> that that movie is just it's amazing. Like Ben Affleck as a porky basketball player. Fuck yeah. Oh, he was in that, wasn't he? He's the he's the dickhead boyfriend. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and fucking Donald Sutherland. <laughs> I know that movie's got a shockingly good cast. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good movie. I is that Christy Swanson? Uh that sounds right. Gotta bring it back up. <laughs> you go back just to IMDb. I, just when I thought I was out, it pulled me right back in. <laughs> That's Luke Perry at his finest in that movie too. Yeah, with the fucking hair. He didn't even need a stake. He could have just stabbed a vampire with that fucking hair. <laughs> the fuck did he need like a wooden stake for? <laughs> yeah, dude, Christy Swanson. Oh, dude, uh, fucking Rucker Hauer is the bad guy in it. I yeah. totally forgot. Hillary Swank's in it. Yeah, she plays one of the friends. Yeah, David Arquette, Stefan Root. <laughs> yeah, because David Arquette is Luke Perry's friend that gets turned. Yeah, damn, dude. I'm I am taking your podcast <laughs> off the fucking rails, dude. No, that's we okay. <laughs> took us into a fucking. We're talking about Paul Rubens. Uh, if he's got a if he's got a Google alert, Paul Rubens is happy this week. He's gonna get fucking mentioned on the Starcast. Somebody like Buffy. <laughs> Do you remember the old Sam Kinison bit where he's talking about Pee Wee Herman getting caught jacking off? No. <laughs> It says something like, let's see you do that big shoe dance at the end of a rope. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking classic. Dude, Thomas Jane is in fucking Buffy. What? Thomas Jane is in Buffy as Zeph. Z-E-P-H. Wow. I think it's just like one of the high school kids or something. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, Ben F. Yeah, fuck. Ricky Lake, Seth Green. <laughs> wow. Somebody named Oh Slash, the guitarist, <laughs> DJ. Fuck, <No shit. laughs> hey man. <laughs> we just hit a treasure trove on IMDb. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> Rainbows coming on my fucking screen right now. <laughs> Fuck. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking, did you ever think it, ever you'd be talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer on the Starcast? No. And not the TV show, but the 1992 movie directed <laughs> by Fran Rubel Kazooie? <laughs> Is that Banjo Kazooie's dad? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> times <laughs> i love that fucking stefan roots in this i don't even know who that is he's a fucking guy from office space that wants his stapler oh okay <laughs> so i'd recognize if i'd have seen him <laughs> he's, he's in he's in dodgeball he's the one that's like dating the career he's married to like the korean lady that fucking hates him <laughs> He's got like the L on her. 
She's got the L on her head. L for love. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's not what that means. <laughs> that was one of Ben Stiller, right? Yeah, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So since we're rolling right up on Christmas, are have you get sucked into watching fucking Christmas movies and shit lately? Dude. Well, kid, like, oh my god, fucking Trolls came out with a holiday fucking special. Ah, it sucks your fucking soul right out of your body, doesn't it? Because have you seen the first Trolls? Yes, I had to go see it in the fucking theater. It's fucking terrible. (laughs) Thank you. There's nothing redeeming about that movie. Yeah, yeah, I hated it. Oh, (laughs) we can play, we can play pop songs from the '80s and '90s. Like, oh, cool. And it looks like fucking glitter just threw up everywhere. Yeah, my like kids love it, and it. so it's like it's on all the time, and I try and just ignore it. Yes, yes, like it's not. But have you seen the Chris? Oh my god, I've not seen the whole thing. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and there are parts of it where I looked at my wife and went, "What the fuck is going on in this?" Oh, like the one fucking Bergen's getting a tattoo, like a tramp stamp tattoo that says yes. "Life." And I'm like, "What in the fuck is this? This is goddamn weird." No, it's it's terrible. And it's split into three different things. Like there's like an actual like full blown animated trolls movie, like the like the theatrical release. But then there's like actual like cartoons. There's two like cartoon shows after it. Okay, yeah, because I was seeing different animation styles in it, and I didn't know what was going on. But you know, I didn't care enough to actually watch. Well, I didn't know if I was tripping. Like if someone like spiked <laughs> my drink, I'm like, wait, dude, I thought we were just watching Justin Timberlake sing like celebrate good times. <laughs> And now, like, I'm fucking watching, like, 2D animation. What the hell, man? Am I, like, on the worst trip ever? <laughs> like, one of the ones that I've been seeing a lot is Elf, which I enjoy that movie. Yes. But, like, I think I've seen it too many times this season now. See, I just introduced my kids to it. Or Hazel, and she likes it. Yeah. She, well, she likes the part where he's walking around with, like, the animated snowman. Yes. <laughs> but she really enjoys that part. But usually they're just into like fucking, you know, like any Pixar movie. I mean, what's the big one we're watching right now? Uh, I think we're on Toy Story 3. That's the kick. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Wreck-It Ralph. God, they could watch that thing a million times. <laughs> That's a good movie, though. Is that really, I don't get sick of that. I don't get sick of that, and I don't get sick of Moana. Yeah, Moana's fucking wonderful. I really, Moana's, really like that movie. Especially for Hazel. For like a four-year-old girl like Hazel, I love, you know, like she, we have these wooden, we have like these huge wooden spoons for like stirring and stuff. And whenever that movie comes on, she grabs one and that's like her oar. Yes. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking, it's adorable. Like I just Aww. like her having, you know, like a cool kick-ass superhero or you know like i mean a kick-ass like female protagonist like Mm -hmm. that you know because she's moana's fucking cool man she's a cool character to like oh yeah and you know the the music's good fuck (laughs) i love ah man i think my favorite part of that movie is when she goes into the cave and finds all the boats 
Uh-huh. And she has the flashback to them being Voyagers and that song they're singing and how they're like tying up like the fucking sails. Fucking mm-hmm. amazing. And the stingray at the end with the grandma. Oh, God. If that doesn't make you cry, you're a fucking Nazi robot. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> and I, I have to see Coco. I heard that's fucking amazing. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I'm sure I'll eventually see it. Yeah, I was told to take tissues. <laughs> I still haven't gone and seen Thor Ragnarok. Oh, man. I fucked. That is like my fucking. That's my movie of 2017. Oh, really? You liked it that much? Yeah. I mean, I don't want. uh, All right. Like, I'll get a little deep, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. I saw it three times. Oh, wow. Like, it came out. It came out in the middle of fucking everything with with my ex. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, fucking everything. And so I, it was out. I'm like, I really liked it the first time. I was a little distracted because I was thinking. And, and I saw it. And, you know, like, not spoilers or anything. But, like, you see in the preview that, like, Mjolnir gets destroyed. Uh-huh. And I'm fucking, like, I, you know, like, I've been, like, listening to music and shit and just thinking about stuff. I'm like, you know, like, I really, like, I was thinking, like, my marriage was kind of like Mjolnir to me kind of I, I felt like it started to define what i should be mm-hmm. like it defined me as a, like as a father like as a father who's only a father with with like a wife mm-hmm. you know like or i was just like paul the husband and paul the dad and then like he loses me all near and he kind of finds out that like he doesn't always need it like it's it's within you kind of and like i don't know i kind of took that to heart with like, oh, yeah, cool. like it fucking sucks. Like my Mjolnir got destroyed, but I don't fucking need it. Like I don't need that title to make me a good dad or to like make me a good person. You know, like I don't mean to get deep or anything or like. No, oh, no that's th- perfect, dude. That's just the way I fuck it. So I fucking love that movie. Well, isn't Thor like your favorite Marvel character too? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was Thor thinking is, you told me that before. Yeah, Thor. And like, I'm not going to lie, like Thor... I love Jane Foster Thor. I fucking love the Mighty Thor run that Jason Aaron's been doing. Yeah, I'm almost caught up on it. Oh, man, dude. I just thought, like, we read that. I read that last year. I had to blurp out some of this stuff, but we read, you know, like, it was so, that that was a fun thing because I told the kids, like, you know, because, like, I think the first 10 issues, you don't find out who it is. It's like a classic whodunit. So I told the kids like we like we've been introduced to who Thor is. Like like we know we, we've been introduced to one of the characters. So the kids had to work in groups to use like clues and they had to make arguments like, oh, I think this girl is Thor because of this. And no one predicted Jane Foster. So nice. when that so when that panel came up, they were like, they did the fist pump moment. They're like, are you kidding me? Like, it was fucking <laughs> amazing. That panel, when when you find out, when she, you know, when you find out who it is, gives me goosebumps every fucking time. See, I'm, I'm reading, like, the current run on it. And so I, I think that one started off, like, I think I would have to go back and read, like, the... You know, like the volume of Thor before that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the mighty Thor kicked off after you find out who, you know, who the goddess of thunder is. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
that's yeah it it was it was awesome i love doing it with the kids we're gonna do that at the end of this year when you try to look for context clues yeah and you were saying that those disney books get used a lot in your classroom also because i had just read the haunted mansion yes i could not believe how fucking good it was oh it's so you you gotta read seekers of the weird okay that that was the first one launched in the disney kingdoms line and um it's based on it's, it's it's literally based off a blueprint they found in in uh, Walt Disney's vault that he wanted to do um he wanted to make a museum of the weird kind of like Ripley's believe it or not and it just never got used so when they opened up this line they're like let's fucking do this let's make a comic about this museum of the weird and it's like it's like a it's like a fun swashbuckling type of story the kids loved it but when I taught K4 and K5, there was this book. We talked about it, uh, uh, Figment. That that was a lot of fun. And they did the big, uh, the big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That you know that that train ride you can do at Disney World. They have a comic book on that. Like they're really knocking it out of the park. I, I really enjoy that. You know, when I first heard like Disney's doing a comic series, I'm like, that's ah, stupid. But no, they're fucking <laughs> awesome. They're really good. Well, see, I've just been on a quest to read like every Joshua Williamson book because I've yet to read one where I've been like, eh, that's a fucking rag, whatever. Yeah. And that one I was like, okay, Haunted Mansion. Oh, it's Disney. Like, oh, this really has the potential to be a serious letdown. But it was a very, very good story. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, heartfelt, good adventure in it. It was drawn well. It was fucking rad. Yeah, that that's how they all are, man. And I love self-contained miniseries too. Oh yeah, it's like I one think, of my favorite ways to read a comic. I think they're all five issues now. Figment got a part two, so that's like ten. But most of them are five five issue miniseries, and they clean up very nicely. That's fucking awesome. That was what I liked so much about Chrononauts is it was just, I believe it was just four issues. And it was, like, fucking perfect. Well, yeah, and what was the one I read to talk with you guys on the comic cast about? Was it called Plastic? Yes. <laughs> that was fucking great. <laughs> that was fucking That's an amazing great, book. man. Plastic is really good. Like, when but, I first got into that, I didn't know what to expect. And, yeah. I mean, the first issue of Plastic will have you hooked. And oh, then yeah. to know that it's only five and then you're you're done and it's wrapped up fucking perfectly. No, I feel like with the first episode of Happy, I feel like Plastic would be a great miniseries to do on sci-fi. Oh, fuck yeah, it would. Fuck yeah. It would be very good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 give me Crispin Glover as the lead role. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. That would be very cool. That, that that's who I would want. Yeah, so so plastic is a mini series about a former serial killer that falls in love with a woman that is able to get him to kind of quell his urges. And so he's not killing anymore and they're more just kind of like on a long like road trip across the country kind of you know, taking scenic routes, eating donuts, you know, having sex in the back of the car, you know, that sort of stuff, just having a good old time. And then 
this mob dude kidnaps what's her name virginia i believe so yeah this mob dude kidnaps virginia and tells um the the main character i can't think what his name is off the top of my head that he's gonna have to go kill these people if he ever wants to see virginia again and so i mean that seems like a pretty straight up story right something we might have heard before well here's the twist virginia (laughs) is a plastic fuck doll (laughs) it's like what (laughs) but it works it's fucking awesome oh it works very well it works amazingly (laughs) it's such a good story i can't recommend that one enough to people oh it's so fucking good that's uh written by doug wagner uh he's currently doing another miniseries right now called the hard place that is completely different and is just like a pulse pounding adventure that's um I remember when I was talking about it on, uh, it was on Shooty's podcast, Tales from the Yard, and I was talking about it, and they were saying that it kind of sounded like Baby Driver. I've never seen Baby Driver, so I can't speak to that, but um, it does have to do with a, a guy who drives a car for a getaways. He's like a getaway driver, so I suppose yeah, I, it has that same angle. I did the first two issues of it, and then I fell off, but not because I didn't like it, but it, it was great. And yeah, I see the comparison. I, I, I saw Baby Driver. That's a good fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've never heard anything bad about it. It's just, you know, I just... At first, I I didn't want to see it. Like, I didn't see any previews, and it came out around the time of Boss Baby. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Fucking Baby Driver was like a fucking DreamWorks animation about, like, a baby chauffeur. Like, what the (laughs) fuck is this shit? (laughs) Like, the hard pass. Dude, and then, I saw like, Boss I, Baby was on Netflix, and I pointed it out to my wife, and I said, this is on my to-never-watch list. Just FYI. <laughs> that's a good call. That's a very good call. <laughs> that's that's an excellent call on your site, sir. <laughs> that's, kudos to you. Let's see if I can stick to it. I will probably end up having to watch at least part of it at some point. Because you can't unwatch it. You can't. It's you just, just can't. in your head. No, no. And like you hear Topher Grace's voice, or not Topher Grace, uh, Toby McGuire, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> 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 and Steve Buscemi, like, come on, <laughs> what's happening here? Come on, Nucky, what are you doing? <laughs> Say we got Sea Biscuit and Nucky. God damn it! Because <laughs> it's some fucking pile, Boss Baby. I'm not going to bring up Spider Man. Fucking fucking Spider Man with Boss Baby. Sea Biscuit's a good fucking movie, man. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> I really like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i must just have real trash taste for movies <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's like, like i do it's like, it's like was this up for an oscar consideration yeah i don't want to watch that <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with me <laughs> don't make me feel things movie yes thank you <laughs> god damn you it know exactly where i'm coming from <laughs> tell me what to think don't make me like ponder life <laughs> asshole cinema <laughs> I don't know. Movies can make me cry and shit way too easy anyway, so I don't want to go into ones that are already going to be a tear fest. Oh, yeah. Like, I fucking watched Wonder Woman again the other day. In that scene where she goes through No Man's Land and then fights all the people in that town, I'm like, fuck, oh, yeah. tearing up watching this. I'm like, this is so fucking amazing. <laughs> it's like not good CGI or any of that <laughs> shit, but it's just I'm seeing Wonder Woman fighting people and it's fucking awesome and that's making me tear up. So it's like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to go see something 
that like would like legitimately make normal people fucking cry. Yeah, that's about like a guy like losing his family like on Christmas Eve while he gets fired and finds out he has cancer. Like, yeah, I don't need that cry fest. <laughs> right. <laughs> take your take your award season bait and get out of my movie. Get out of my superhero space. <laughs> A long time ago, I was on an episode of the Supercast, and they were talking about that Heath Ledger documentary that was going to be coming out, and everybody in a row is like, oh, totally going to watch that, totally going to watch that, and I'm just like, keeping quiet, and Jordan (laughs) notices that I'm keeping quiet. He's like, Joe, everybody's going to watch it but you, and I'm like, I don't want to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love Heath Ledger, but I don't want to watch this and fucking be made sad. God damn it. No. Not at all. but you know, I mean, if other people are into that, that's that's awesome. More power well, yeah, to them. I mean, but yeah, that like I don't know. I'm just I'm too empathetic, and like if I watch things like that, it'll fucking just ruin me for a little bit, and I don't like that. Well, I was I was just fucking crying my ass off because I saw that someone shared a video <laughs> brought to you by My Little Pony, but it's not animated or anything. But it's it's brought to you by My Little Pony. Friendship is magic, and what they did, the school in New York agreed. They did like a hundred, like for parent teacher conferences, they set cameras up and these parents, 119 parents came in expecting to talk to a teacher. Instead, when they come into the classroom, their, their child's best friend is the one that's going to do the parent teacher conference. And like, they're like, you know, like your son's my best friend because when I get bullied, he tells the bullies to stop. Aww. And you're just like watching all of this and you're like, I'm not crying. <laughs> <clears throat> but it's so cool. It, it, you know, you got like these parents are just like, wow. Like it's it was a really cool experiment to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, dude, you want to probably wrap it up right around there? Yeah, let's wrap it up, man. Nice. Wrap this was so much fun talking to you again, man. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. It's been so fun getting back into the podcast game. And yeah, I yeah, I do got to thank you, you. I do got to thank you for taking over the reins of Turn It Up or, you know, like joining Rod on um, Turn It Up to 11. Oh, yeah. No problem, man. That yeah. was because, you know, I knew you were going through some shit and, and you know, I mean, being it was a Netflix show and it got dumped all at once. I, I knew Rod was going to want to get on it. And so I was like, Hey, if you need, you know, someone to record with you, yeah, I can do it. But I, I told him also, I was like, I was like, I do not want you to think that I'm trying to like, like push Paul out of this or anything like that. And, and I knew that you weren't taking it that way. I did though. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking with me? I'm fucking with you. Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking with you so bad. <laughs> I totally believed you for a second. I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> you 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 fucking orchestrated my divorce so you could take over my podcast." <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole! You're like a fucking gullible in the dictionary. You're gonna see my stupid smiling face. Probably wearing oh that Star God. Wars porg shirt with a thumbs up. <laughs> fucking Vitaly would have photoshopped me in there. Fucking Vitaly, dude. He can be savage as fuck sometimes, man. I'll tell you what, dude. You know how, like, when somebody gets a roast on Comedy Central and they have to pick all the people that will roast them? If I ever had to have a roast, he would be one of my number one picks. That guy is a fucking verbal assassin. Fuck yes. (laughs) I love Joe Vitaly. That is a good one. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god. Oh Joe's Joe's fucking awesome, man. He'll always have an ear for you too. You know. He's 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 a fucking stand up guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's a, oh god. I'm trying to be genuine here. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners who aren't in the leftover army probably have no idea, but I, I fucking put a picture up of me my fucking profile picture wearing this really neat shirt that eric marable made and I'm fucking smiling and giving a thumbs up and fucking joe vitale cuts the goddamn thing out and posts it on facebook saying show us your best joe stark creations and i get fucking photoshopped into all sorts of shit with my stupid smiling face and my thumbs up did you have Dude. a favorite one Oh God! There was a lot of good ones. There was a lot of good ones. <laughs> the cliffhanger poster was hilarious, just because I've heard that so many times over the years. But oh, uh, Ty Purvis did one of me on the fucking shirtless bear fighter promo. <laughs> like, oh my God! Yeah, there was a lot of good ones. <laughs> Oh man, that was that was a good one. <laughs> it didn't take that long to fill up that that feed either. No, there was lots and lots of pictures. I was showing with the ladies in the office at work the next day, and they're all dying laughing. And I'm like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> ah, fuck. Well, hell yeah, man! I really appreciate getting to talk to you again. It was so much fun. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> Even and, though I um, will be back for part three, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our trilogy, <laughs> our trilogy, <laughs> our trilogy fight, <laughs> whatever they call it in boxing, or, or as I call fist punchies, fist punchies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, do you want to plug any of your like dozen oh, podcasts? Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, animated backcast is coming back. Yes. Recording tomorrow. That's awesome. We're doing I've got Batman in my basement. We got Steve Miller joining us because he's a huge penguin fan. Oh cool. Uh we got talking Tarantino, which is a lot of fun. Um we got uh you know, we're gonna be doing the Hateful Eight. We got spoiler Steve coming on. Um that's with Steve Miller as well. That's all things Tarantino. Ginger Mir should be kicking up very shortly. We're gonna be visiting San Junipero. Before all the episodes for season four drop, which the trailer is fucking amazing for that whole season. Oh, nice. Jesus Christ. And then I'm starting Movies from the Heart, which was previously called Boring Married Couple Watches a Movie and Talks About It. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she wasn't a fan of exciting separated couple watches a movie and fights about it. So. <laughs> So they got you can make a joke about it because that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so they got so so they got renamed to movies from the heart, which is a lot like uh, Rock with Hop. Uh-huh. Where we'll be talking. I'll be talking to a guest about their favorite movie and why it's their favorite movie. Oh, that sounds awesome, man! And he is my first guest. We will be recording on Wednesday about Batman 1989. Oh, nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah, and I love I love Rock with Hop too. That's oh, show. It's fucking awesome! What a cool concept. <laughs> yeah, what a cool fucking concept. Yeah, no, I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to talk about Batman '89. Yeah, yeah and I, that's an epic movie. 
It's a great fucking movie. And I think that's it. Nice. Star Trek should be getting back with Rebecca too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't. Because that's the one that's like on some special channel or something, right? Yeah, it's like on the CBS All Access. Fuck you, app. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that was 17 syllables, Eric Wade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. Well, uh, until next time, thank you very much for listening. This has been StartCast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>